I'm Mo Amir, a basic bro podcaster who loves yoga, kombucha, politics, and stand-up comedy. And I'm Megan Edwards, a radio announcer, author, and entertainment reporter who has a strong opinion about, well, about almost everything. We connected after both appearing on a reality TV dating show where neither of our dates worked out because, well... Let's be honest, we didn't have our shit together. But here we are, offering you life lessons that we learned the hard way. This is... Get your shit together with Megan Edwards and Mo Amir. Two people who do not have their shit together. My name is Mo Amir. And my name is Megan Edwards. And are we really going to do this? Are we going to get weird and personal and yeah. maybe creepy in this episode? Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Why not? It's 2021. Why not? If things go haywire, I, m- I might not put this out, but okay. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Okay. I want to talk about fate and like destiny and all that stuff. So let's just yes. start with this. Okay. Do you believe in fate and destiny? Sometimes I do. Yes. Sometimes I really like to believe that everything happens for a reason. You were put in a place for a certain reason. I, I really would like to believe that. Okay. Do I all the time? No. I'm just like, well, that was just luck. That just, you know, happened. Yeah. Um, but I would like to believe it's fate. Do you? So here's how I see it. I feel like life is a big choose your adventure. Yeah. Because if you are familiar with those books, you have to read the start of it. Like right. no, no matter you know where you are, you have to read the start. And I feel like that's in a lot of ways your circumstance. Like you, you don't choose where you're born. You don't choose your parents. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of childhood you don't really have a say in. It's just like stuff that happens to you or decisions that people around you make and you kind of deal with it. Yeah. And then you start to make your own decisions. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you don't even realize like how consequential a decision might be. Absolutely. But it might take you in a completely different path on your life. So at the end, spoiler, everyone dies. (laughs) What? That's the one. Wait a second. That's the one preordained thing. So we all die. Yeah. And so that's the end. But getting to that end, I feel like there is a finite amount of roots. Mm-hmm. And so when I say finite, I just mean like you could probably count them at some point. Like there might be millions, mm-hmm. but it's not infinite. Right. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Right? There's just some things that are not going to happen for you. If you were born in Antarctica, you're probably not going to be. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would be weird, but you're probably not going to be like an NBA player. You know what I mean? Like that. <laughs> right. That outcome is off the table. Yeah. There's a kid in Antarctica listening to this right now and they're like, oh, I'll prove you all. <laughs> Oh, I wish I had that kind of reach, Antarctic reach. That'd be amazing. <laughs> but you know what I mean, though, yes. right? Like, I do think that it's almost like the stories are all written, but you get to choose Your which path. one you go on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that's kind of how I see fate and destiny, which still enables a lot of free will and choice. And you have to deal with the cards you're given, really. Like yeah. you said, like you you can't choose where you're born. You can't choose your parents. Mm-hmm. You can't choose the upbringing you had. All you can do once you are, I don't know, 20 years old is uh, either accept the past, uh, deal with it, or you can put it down deep in your gut and never <laughs> talk about it ever again. And you can sure. choose which way you go. Yeah. Once we're adults, we can choose. And is it fate? I I don't know. So we bring this up because mm-hmm. you and I, since the last time we've chatted, we flip-flopped. Yeah. 
What the hell? <laughs> I am not getting my shit together. So you are single now. I am single Dude, now. Dudes be rolling in those DMs. Nobody's rolled in any DMs. I don't think anyone knows because I don't. I didn't post a lot about the relationship anyway in uh, on Instagram. Sure. Okay. So I don't think no one notices. And I'm now dating someone. <laughs> WTF? Right. What is happening? It was a weird, weird flip flop. Okay. It just happened. Do you want to tell your story? I do. Okay. I want to hear it. <laughs> Let's hear it. So I guess what's interesting for me, I've never actually done this, but this is someone from my past, someone that I dated over four years ago. Wow. And so here's the weird part. Here's where the fate and destiny part all comes in. After we dated, I went to Bali and this was a yes. trip that was already planned. And... Bali is becoming very famous and popular for people going on a pilgrimage to meet like a Balinese healer, mm. which was especially popularized after Eat, Pray, Love, because oh. there was a Balinese healer in that movie. Right. So even though there's a lot to do in Bali and you get a whole collection of different types of tourists that go there, one very stereotypical type of tourist, and this is not judging or making fun, it's just an observation, mm-hmm. is the freshly divorced or out of a relationship woman in their 30s, 40s, or 50s. Really? Going to Bali to find that Balinese healer or just any Balinese healer right. and figure out what to do with their life. They're looking for a renewal, something, right. some sort of refresh. And so you have that demographic and then you have me, who's also <laughs> kind of doing the same thing. Now, I did plan- That's actually a perfect place for you to find a woman, really, if you're going as a single man. Yeah, but then you get geography and all this other stuff. stuff. Yeah, (laughs) never mind. (laughs) So so I'm out there. And what was funny was I actually had this trip planned before I started dating this ex. Right. And so we broke up and then I, you know, I was like, oh, silver linings. At least I get to go to Bali. (laughs) (laughs) And I was looking for a healer. Now, if you are familiar with Balinese healers, if, if you go to Bali and you're looking for one, two tips. One, the healer can't speak English. Oh. That means they're legit because they're for Balinese people. They're not for tourists. Right. Second thing, also because they're for Balinese people, they work at night. So if there's a healer that's like open in the middle of the day, that's a tourist trap. The real healers work for Balinese people and they work at night because Balinese people are working during the day. Okay. So they usually take on a shift from like, 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. Holy crap. Yeah. And people go, you know, they're, they, they, get, they get busy. So I get to Ubud, which is sort of the spiritual hub of Bali yeah. and where I wanted to find out where I could meet one of these healers. And I immediately, like, you know, meet some locals and, and kind of ask around about all these things. And I'm very conscious not to tell them too many details about myself. Mm-hmm. So eventually, long story short, I get connected with this healer, but I have to bring this local with me right. to speak, to translate. translate. Yeah. And I, and again, very conscious about not telling this guy anything about my life. Right. So I got there and uh, they wanted me to smoke a clove cigarette. Oh God. And drink black tea, very strong black tea. And I remember doing it and just being like, this is where they take out my kidneys. Like, they're yeah. going to get me drugged. <laughs> and was it drugs? No. No, it was just a clove cigarette. And it was just... Did you have to smoke the entire thing? 
Yeah, but the truth is I loved it, so oh. it was fine. <laughs> I probably... Paid, and then I meet the healer. Okay. And we did this meditation, and it was, like, really cool, and I'm into that stuff already, so I really, like, enjoyed it and did this chanting, which was really cool. Mm-hmm. And then the healer stops, and he sits down in front of me, and he goes, why are you here? Mm-hmm. And I go, well, I'm here to see you. And he's like, yeah, I don't treat healthy people. I only see sick people. One detail I forgot in all of this is that at the time, I convinced that I was cursed. <laughs> no, legitimately thought I was cursed. And I was like, what are you talking about? I'm cursed. You got to fix the juju here. Yeah. Like, what, what the... Cursed how? It's just romantically things weren't panning out. I, I had some questions about what I was doing professionally. Yeah. So, yeah, I felt cursed. And he just kept saying, like, ah, you're going to live a great life. Like, you're wasting my time. Why are you here? Like, oh just get God. out of here. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. So he was frustrated. I was getting frustrated with him. And then finally he started, like, opening up with some stuff. And... He knew all this stuff about me, and I'm not going to get into all the details, but it was stuff that you couldn't find on social media. Like, he knew stuff about me and my parents. Wow. And he kept saying this one thing. He was like, he was like, you're going to live a great life. And he's like, oh, your voice. Like, you're going to speak to big audiences, and your voice is going to be so important in your life. And protect your voice. Protect your voice. Your voice is so important. Wow. At the time, and this is way before any podcast idea even, at the time, I had just written this novel, mm -hmm. and it, the full manuscript had been requested by 12 different agents. Wow. And so it was out with a bunch of different agents. I thought he was talking about that. Right. And actually, weird connection, he said that stuff, but that was stuff that my mom on her deathbed was also saying. Really? She was like, I keep getting these visions, like literally days before she passed, she was like, I keep getting these visions of you speaking to like these huge audiences. Oh my God. And she's like, and you had just have this beautiful voice and I just keep getting these visions. So it was weird, right? Like there was a connection there. Again, people could say it's coincidental, whatever. It's still weird. Yeah, totally. And so finally I'm talking to the healer and I go, Okay, well, what about my love life? Because that is a disaster. Yeah. I do not have my shit together. <laughs> and he goes... What's shit in, in Balinese? <laughs> <laughs> I have to ask the translator. He was the one that was like thinking about how to reframe that. Okay. So the healer comes back and he goes, Oh, you mean the girl, the blonde girl with the blonde short hair? And I'm like, yes. Like, I'm trying not to give him too much. Yeah. Right? And then he goes, oh, and uh, she has a little boy. She does? She does. Oh, God. While well, I was seeing her. And then he goes, and you've never met the little boy. What? And I go, no, I haven't. Because that was on her. You know, I completely respect that. And mm -hmm. I said, you know, I was open. But no, I hadn't met, met the little boy. So this was all true. Yes. And those were the details he got right. Uh, he didn't get anything wrong, but mm -hmm. he got those ones right. He then tells me, he goes, yeah, so she will get married and that's not going to work out. And then you guys will reunite. <laughs> but right now the time is bad. What? He's like, the time will be better later. Okay. When it's right. Right now it's not going to work, but this is what's going to happen. Right. So that's very frustrating, right? Because I'm just like, so what? What do I do? 
And he goes, you do nothing. He's like, you live your life. You enjoy your life. And I go, but you just told me all this stuff is going to happen. So I just sit around and wait. Mm. He's like, no, you're not waiting. You're doing all these other things. Like, enjoy your life. He kept saying that. So she did end up getting married. Mm -hmm. Uh, My book never panned out. And, 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 you know, time just passes. And I, I wasn't holding on to that, like, wish or desire. I actually, at the end of the day, was like, oh, that was some spooky shit. But that guy was all wrong. Right. Because especially on the book thing, because I really, that, that continues to be a big dream of mine to write a novel and get it published. Yeah. And so I was like, ah, you know, that was a cool experience, but that, that healer had it all wrong. Fast forward to around Christmas time, mm-hmm. 2020. So, you know, a little while ago. Yeah. She was hitting up my socials. Sliding into those DMs. No, she didn't do that. She did oh. the other move where you like a bunch of stuff. Right. And then I'm, I'm Pictures like. Pictures from 2014. Yeah. And thing. I'm like raising an <laughs> eyebrow and being like, huh. Yeah. So I just, I slid into the DMs and I was like, hey, what's up? And I also noticed that her uh, last name had changed. She changed it to her middle name. Oh, right. And so I was like, hey, what's going on? Blah, blah, blah. And she's like, oh, I'm back in the neighborhood. She also lived a block away from me at the time. What? While we really? dated. Yeah. Oh my God. And so she's back in the same neighborhood, not at the same place, but back in the same neighborhood. And she's like, oh, yeah, I'm back. And it had been, I guess, almost a year, let's say three quarters of a year since she was separated. She'd done a lot of work on herself in terms of uh, self-improvement work as a therapy, that type of stuff. I don't mean like plastic surgery. <laughs> <laughs> she looks great, but no plastic surgery. Right. And... um and now we're dating again. That is amazing. Is that weird? No. I think that's amazing, especially because he freaking called it and you were just like, well, what do I do like with my life? And then all of a sudden it just came together like that and you didn't force it is what I love about I it. I didn't meddle, yeah. Yeah, and, not at all. And to be honest, it's so interesting because I'll admit part, and I've told her this, and I and also I want to be clear, I I got her consent to be able to talk about this, but... Part of me was like cautious and I was like, I don't want to be a rebound. By the way, I'm a great fucking rebound just for anyone <laughs> just who wants FYI. to help. <laughs> But I was like, I don't want to be a rebound. And I've never really gone back and dated someone from my past or anything. And it just kind of clicked and we're just going for it, I guess. Like just a day at a time, not thinking about it too much. Yeah. Obviously, I've told her the story. I told her it in pieces. I told her the about our marriage first. And then she's like, what else is the healer tell you <laughs> i told her about our marriage first. her her, mar- oh, her, her marriage. marriage okay i was no, like no. what no no healer never said we're gonna get married to be clear well, if you do i can be your wedding officiant you can if you get married in bc so i have a lesson out of this okay what's the lesson probably counterintuitive okay i think we all make stories for ourselves and it's a way of like understanding the world and I let go of that story with the healer for four years because I thought it was bullshit. My novel never panned out. And I also couldn't like, I'm just not that type of person that would root for someone's relationship to end. Yeah. You no, know what I mean? Course. Like that's, I just, any exes that I've had, even if it got ugly at the end, like I still want them to do well and I want them to be happy. So mm-hmm. I can never do that. I also think that maybe, let, let's say if instead of four years, this happened two years ago. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I would have gone back. I don't know. Like, I don't even know if I would have, like, because she was the one that initiated, like, hey, let's go for a walk. Yeah. 
I don't even know if I would have taken that invitation. I think you're probably in a place now where you could do it, right? It was just not meant to be. At yeah. All and you add in that time and <sighs> sounds weird, but I think you also even add in the pandemic to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. Growth from both sides, you know. Um, I, there's part of me that's thinking that, yeah, maybe the timing is better. And again, I'm not saying what's going to happen in the future. It's just saying, like, the timing's better. And if this had happened two years ago in the exact same situation, I probably would have said no. Yeah. You needed to go through what you went through the last two years in order to be ready for this. And I think the healer was right. And just, just live your life. Be ambitious. Go for it. You know, take those leaps of faith, whatever. Yeah. Even if you believe in fate and destiny... You still have to live your life. You can't meddle. No. And I remember when I asked him, I'm like, what do I do? Like, what do you want me to do? And he's like, don't do anything because you will screw it up. Yeah. He's like, you'll ruin everything if you try to get involved with her right now. Yeah. Letting things go is very hard, I've noticed. Yeah. Because I like to control everything if I can. But I've really had to work on that as well. Just kind of letting things go. And if it is meant to be, it will be. And, um trusting my gut going with my gut and uh yeah going from there not forcing anything forcing it is the worst thing yeah so i think he was right i want to go to him because i need to get my shit together now (laughs) i've told that story to a couple people now and and i will also say this people are gonna say that's bullshit you're making stuff up i had friends that i told four years ago when that happened in bali that this is what happened i have not known you to be a liar so i believe you and I literally went back to those same friends. Yeah. And they were just like mind blown about the Absolutely. whole thing. Because they remember me telling them. Yeah. So anyways, that's my lesson story with fate and preordained destiny. Yes. What's yours? Because I feel like you also have something to share with regards to things being meant to be. Yeah. So, um, well, where do I start? Um, <laughs> Jesus. Um, my... As you know, I've talked to you about this lots about my mental health journey and I've worked really hard the last few years and really decided I only wanted to be in a relationship if I could handle it mentally and yeah. and emotionally and everything. I just couldn't just, you know, randomly be like, I'll date now. I really waited and really um healed myself a lot Mm -hmm. and then you slid into dms i did (laughs) i was the one who slid into some dms so a few years prior i met a woman at this event and we became friends we met once and we just became um, instagram friends Mm -hmm. and like three years later she tagged this guy on her um on her Instagram picture. I clicked on it by accident. I didn't, I thought I was clicking on like her boyfriend's page Mm because I wanted to look at his stuff because he's like a fighter and stuff. I was like, ooh, what's he doing? And not that I think he's hot. That was not why. Just, you know, I'm nosy. Um, And I like to stalk (laughs) on Instagram. So accidentally I clicked on this guy and I was like, oh, wow. And I had just made a list of everything I want in a man Mm. and a partner. And as I was flicking through his Instagram, I was like, you know, obviously Instagram is what it is. It's not all real life. It's all highlight reel. Yeah, exactly. But still, the stuff he was showing was stuff I was interested in. He Mm. liked to travel a lot. He was with his family a lot. And Mm -hmm. I really like a family-based person. Um, He seemed like he was really smart. He worked out. You know, he he seemed spiritual. And Mm -hmm. I'm not crazy spiritual, but I like it. It's good. Um, And I was like, fuck it. 
I'm just going to like see if he's single. <laughs> and this was last late January. So almost a year ago now. Yeah. Um, and I slid into his DMs after I found out he was single. We started talking. We started dating. We went on a few dates out in, in the real world before mm-hmm. everything locked down. And then when it was the major lockdown, uh, he was somebody that I spent my time with. Yeah. All the time. And we talked about that. And you said like your relationship almost accelerated emotionally. It did. Right? Yeah, it definitely did. It accelerated more than I might have done, especially after working <laughs> on my mental health so sure. much. I wouldn't maybe necessarily have done that. But, you know, we we didn't have much else to do. So we just really got to know each other. We went on drives because... It's so funny. Back when the lockdown happened, you go on a drive and I'd be like, oh my God, I have to use the washroom. Nothing's open. Like (laughs) we have to go into the woods. Like it was crazy. It was fun. And, um, you know, we, we had a great few months and in July we kind of took a little break. And when we came back, we decided to, um, look at some things with a therapist Mm -hmm. together and, because I personally felt there was some things that maybe he wasn't addressing. Mm. And if I'm going to work hard on my shit, then, you know, I'd like you to work hard on your shit too. Everyone's got shit. Yeah. Um, so we did that. And I think we really worked hard at it. And it kind of came to the realization a few, like a month ago-ish, uh, that I just didn't feel like I was getting the sort of love that I want. Hmm. Not that he didn't love me to the best of his ability. I think he did. And he gave me everything that he had. But it just isn't what I am looking for. Hmm. I'm also looking very much for somebody who um, I want to get married someday. Hmm. I don't need to get married in a year or I could get married in five years, but I want that eventually. And I didn't ever feel like that was, it never felt like it was going to go to that point or something. It just didn't feel it. And this is the first time I think I've ever been in a relationship that I realized I needed to end, that I didn't make his life a living hell beforehand (laughs) because that made it easier to break up with someone, you know? That's healthy. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Any ex-boyfriend that's listening right now will be like, yep, yep, she made my life hell. Um, (laughs) Because I felt like I didn't know how to express my emotions then. And I also was just like, what's my excuse? I'm not happy, but that's not enough. I need to fight and I need to do this and I need to do that. And now I'm like, no, that's that's enough for me. Yeah. That is enough. I did talk to my therapist about it before I did it. So you ended the relationship. So I re- ended the relationship, yes. I decided yeah. to end it uh, just a couple weeks ago, actually. Just yeah. like two weeks ago. Um, and it was sad and it made me sad because he didn't really do anything wrong. Mm-hmm. And- Nothing was wrong per se, but I wasn't happy. Like so, you told me that something, some of this was meant to be. So, what what was that angle? I feel like people are meant to be in your life for a certain reason, mm. and I do think that this relationship really showed me that I am capable of having an amazing relationship. Mm. I'm capable of having a mature relationship where uh, I can. Uh, express myself and my emotions um in a (laughs) a good way not you know losing my shit over nothing yeah and it was a really good relationship to have and i kind of was thinking oh since this is my first relationship since i really like 
I'm better. Mm-hmm. It's it's going to last forever. But I don't think it was. I think it was something that needed to last for how long it lasted. The breakup was so sad, but also just very mature. Yeah. Just the the best I've probably ever done in my life. And it was very respectable. We really care about each other, but just ended it. Like Gwyneth Paltrow, what did she say? Consciously uncoupling. Sure. She did that. (laughs) Consciously uncoupled. (laughs) And you know what? I'm laughing, but like I was obviously devastated to do it. But I really feel like it taught me so much. And also having him during the pandemic last year was maybe... This sounds dramatic, but maybe life-saving. Maybe I would Mm. have gone into uh, a depressive episode again. Maybe I would have had a really bad time mentally, and I didn't. Yeah. And so, yeah. And relationships can be transformative without being the one. Absolutely. I think that's normal, and that's healthy as well. I have this firm belief that people come into your life for a reason, a season, a or a lifetime. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I like that idea because when I think about the people in my life that who have who have had influence, mm-hmm. they fall into one of those three categories. Mm-hmm. And the idea of and, and I'm not commenting on your relationship, but the idea of like they come in for a season is like. Yeah, maybe during the pandemic, you needed to be dating someone who is in a healthy space and you just needed each other, right? And even that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. So, yeah, when it comes to the fate and destiny bit, it's got to come in with balance. Yeah. Because you can go overboard with it. You can go like, especially at the start of a relationship, you can go overboard with it. I love to see connections too. I'm like, oh, we we met on this day and it, it was this number and <laughs> I like that number and it's just meant to be. Like, you know what I mean? I, I had an ex-boyfriend and his parents were had the same names as my parents. Oh, weird. And I was like, it's, it's meant to be. We were, we were meant to be together. And I don't talk this crazy to their face. It's just all in my head. That oh, this yeah, yeah. No, I get, <laughs> I get, I get crazy in person. I, I like the idea and, and we're both in our 30s now. It's like, just be transparent and open and yeah. and. and when you get someone who's on that wavelength, they get it. They do. Right? I have to say, another note is I have never put my happiness first before hurting somebody. Like, I've always been like, I'd rather just be unhappy to save you from being hurt. So I'd sometimes go into relationships. Oh, that's not healthy. Not at all. <laughs> really bad, actually. <laughs> Codependency isn't good. It's not. And I really... um stayed in relationships sometimes longer than I should because I just didn't want to hurt the person. I couldn't bear it. Mm. And I- just breaking hearts. <laughs> Left, <laughs> right, and Crushing <laughs> hearts with but your high heel stilettos. I'm so happy that I, my happiness now to me is worth everything. Yeah. And I literally won't risk it yeah. at all. And I think in fairness, it, it all depends, right? Like, because we could be talking about s- different scenarios where sacrifice or whatever is mm-hmm. is needed. Mm-hmm. And it's not just about being happy. It's like, okay, well, what is the long-term? It, it, it could be something over something small to you, but something big to them, right? Like, totally. it, it depends. Absolutely. But I think all of that in general, I think you're absolutely right. Is like, we still have to look out for number one. Yeah. And this has been an eye-opening thing for me because I don't, I never did that with other relationships. Yeah. So- Although extremely difficult, um, 
it was supposed to happen. Are we getting our shit together? Is this what's happening? I mean, kind of. <laughs> I don't know. No, we can't. We can't get our shit together because then we won't have a podcast. <laughs> I feel like... We'll start making up stories. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm a little bit getting my shit together, but also not. Like, you know what I mean? I thought I'd have like a stable relationship for a while, like a few years. But, um, but I think that's part of getting your shit together. It's yeah. not all smooth sailings. You get little bumps and You know what? I really would like some smooth sailings. <laughs> no, I, would, I really would love that. The pandemic isn't over yet. You know, uh, okay, yeah. no Any, one's entitled to that. Anything's possible. Yeah, we'll just wait a few months. Well, I appreciate you being open and honest and, and sharing. You too. This is a creepy episode. People are going to think I'm a creepy guy who's... I mean, I can't wait for the wedding. <laughs> I'm pretty pumped. <laughs> I am pumped. It's good to see you, though. Yeah, good to see you, too. And in case you forgot, I am Mo Amir. And I'm Megan Edwards. And you can take it from us. You can learn the hard way. Or you can get your shit together. 